Hey there, goal setting and getting mama in midlife. I'm so glad you are here and that you're ready to craft and create some new goals right here in this community of mamas and mimis in midlife called to fulfill our God-given purpose in this beautiful world. Hi, I'm Monica Ludicky, the voice behind the Goal Crafter podcast, founder of Shared Goals Consulting, former six-figure executive in the wellness world, wife, mom, mimi, most importantly, a lover of Jesus. I built this space for you. I come to you eager to help you, serve you, lift you up on your goal setting and getting journey. Now, let's settle in and jump into this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we are going to be talking about finding the seed in adversity as we go about setting our goals, it is always of utmost importance to be able to maintain as much as possible an optimistic outlook and a mind that is free from anxiety, anger, worry, fear, you know. And so today we're going to go into a little story that has that is very personal to me. You know, the Bible tells us that in this world, we will have trouble. And it goes on to instruct us to take heart because Jesus has overcome the world. Well, in times of adversity, this is a great verse to lean on because of its encouragement. God promises that he works all things for good to those who love him and keep his commandments. You have surely seen this play out in your life. I, too, have witnessed my loved ones deal with situations that have been ones of extreme adversity. Napoleon Hill is famous for his books, and in one of them, he wrote that within every adversity lies the seed of equal or greater opportunity. Putting this together, then, with what the Bible teaches about trouble, we can have faith that in all struggles, God is working on an outcome that maybe we can't see while we're in the midst of the turmoil, but the outcome he promises is good. And we can also be aware that it's our responsibility to find it, to search for it, to dig for it, and perhaps even help it along, it being the seed. This year, my daughter and her husband, Trent, celebrated their sixth wedding anniversary. You know, all newly married couples go through a lot of tough experiences in their first year of marriage. I know Leroy and I did. Well, Amanda and Trent faced something not just tough, it was a little bit terrifying too. You see, on their honeymoon, yes, their honeymoon, Trent noticed that he was unable to grip his golf club. In the middle of his palm, he had this big bump. And it was basically preventing him from getting a good grip. I can't remember now if he said it hurt him or not, but I can remember him showing it to me when they got back from their honeymoon. And it was like right in the middle of his palm, maybe a little bit closer to his fingers than the middle of his palm. But it looked like, um, like one of those Cadbury eggs, you know, underneath (laughs) the skin of his hand. And I can remember touching it and, you know, kind of messing with it, asking him if it hurt. I think he said it didn't. But anyway, it was there and it wasn't going anywhere. Trent 
loves golf. He played all throughout high school and college, and it's one of the activities that gives him tremendous satisfaction in life. So he was more than a little bit concerned about this development, but he shrugged it off and enjoyed the rest of their honeymoon. You know, Trent is a pretty chill guy, a trait that he's passed on to his little kids. Um, So he more or less observed his hand for a while, thinking that the bump would disappear, but it didn't. So eventually he sought out, um, I believe the first doctor that he went to was an orthopedist to see if there was something that could be done about the bump so that he could get back to doing what he loved to do in his spare time, compete on the golf course. Obviously, you get that it was not just any old bump. After many weeks and um, consulting with several different physicians, it was determined that Trent had a form of sarcoma in his hand, something for which the standard of care in the USA meant an amputation of the limb. This devastating news was handled by Trent with his customary grace and his competitive spirit. He and his dad went to work on finding the best hand surgeon available who would be able to not only get rid of the tumor, but save Trent's hand in the process. That was the goal. So they worked with the only hand surgeon in the U.S. who was also an oncologist. They call him Dr. A. I believe his name is Dr. Athanasian. So they worked with him to form a plan of action. Unfortunately, the only way to save Trent's hand was to pursue a highly risky form of chemotherapy unavailable in the U.S. and unapproved by the FDA. So what this meant was that Trent would have to travel to France for a special chemotherapy done only on his arm on the affected side, the side that had the lump. And I can remember my daughter, Amanda, telling us that what made this chemo so dangerous was that if any of it leaked out into Trent's body away from the affected limb, it could instantly kill him. Yeah. So you can imagine the amount of praying that our family undertook as Trent, Amanda, his mom, and his dad headed off to pursue this treatment in France. Well, Trent survived the chemotherapy, he didn't die on the table, and his doctor here in the States was able to, to, um, to perform this exceedingly delicate hand surgery that removed the tumor and Trent's middle finger, but saved the rest of his hand, praise God. So after his hand healed, Trent again took up the game of golf, and he is back to winning competitions on a regular basis. He's been cancer-free since the removal of the tumor. The stress and anxiety that Trent and Amanda, as his new wife, endured through their first year of marriage was immense. And yet, and yet, God gave them the grace and the compassion and the patience to weather it well. They inspire me and they inspire my husband because of this. So where's the seed in this story? What could be good about going through this kind of struggle and still losing part of your hand? 
Well, of course, there's the fact that Trent has his hand and he remains cancer-free. That much is obvious. But going through such a tough time, actually having to put his life on the line to have the procedure in France gave Trent and Amanda an extreme appreciation for living life fully. <laughs> I can remember the um, Christmas, uh, the first Christmas in the Heights um, after Trent had his surgery. There was something in the Heights called Lights in the Heights. And here's Trent dressed up in his um, handmade gingerbread pajama outfit, ready to rock and roll through the streets of <laughs> the Heights in Houston celebrating Christmas in all its glory. And he's like, hey, you know, could there be anything better? That was kind of his attitude for everything after surviving that surgery. But they don't put off enjoying their time together on this planet. They take full advantage of every single opportunity that comes their way to be with friends and family doing fun things. And I often comment to Amanda how wonderful it is that they always have the next thing planned that they're looking forward to, even in the midst of enjoying a fun thing in the now. It's like they just hop from thing to thing. There's always something on the horizon for them, and it keeps keeps their life fun and interesting and enjoyable, and it's fun for me to watch it as the mama bear. But there's another thing. There's another seed that came out of Trent's struggle with cancer, and that is he, he, um, he came through that, situation with this deep burning desire to help others in his situation. You see, the financial burden to travel to France from Texas and to have the procedure itself fell squarely on his soldiers because it was not an approved procedure in the United States. They had no indication from their insurance company that any of it would be covered. So he had to come up with the money to be able to travel and to pay the doctor in cash for the procedure that he was going to have. Fortunately, he and Amanda had access to the resources needed to make that happen. But he doesn't want anyone in his situation going through the stress of that to have to make the hard decision to forego saving their limb just because they don't have the financial wherewithal to make the trip to France and pay cash to the doctor. So what he did is immediately went to work with some of his besties and formed a nonprofit foundation to provide financial assistance to others who find themselves with the same disease that he had. He named the foundation Middle Finger to Cancer, and that's because, well, he gave his middle finger to cancer. He uh, organizes one main fundraising event every year, a golf tournament. So far, they've always played in Kansas City, Missouri. That's the area he grew up in. So if you happen to live in that area and want to participate, you can. You can go to the sign-up page on the foundation's website, which can be found at mf2c.org, as in middle finger to cancer. M like Monica, F like Frank, 2C like Charlie.org. And you can make a donation there or you can sign up for the uh, golf tournament, which is coming up in a few weeks. Or you can just read his take on this, his story. <laughs> what am I trying to say here? You can look around his website and uh, read his story. He's got 
the story of another survivor on the website. So it's good stuff. Also want to share one other thing on this. Did you know that Amazon, on Amazon, you can designate a charity of your choice to receive a small donation from them anytime you place an order with them. Uh, I'm going to try to put a link for this in the show notes too. The, the part of Amazon that you go through to designate your charity is smile.amazon.com. It's a painless way to help, and I really hope you will consider checking it out. Just search for Middle Finger to Cancer once you get into smile.amazon.com, and you can set them up to receive a small benefit each time you place orders on smile.amazon.com. Now, it doesn't cost you anything. It's something that uh, Amazon does as part of their community outreach and support. So to wrap this up, my son-in-law, Trent, and Amanda found the seed in the adversity that they went through. Because Trent suffered through this sarcoma and its treatment, it had the downline effect of creating really a deeper appreciation for life on this planet for them, but also it helped Trent find a purpose bigger than himself to give his attention to. So what I want to say to that is God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Next time you find yourself or someone you love mired in adversity, remember this and look for the seed of opportunity within it. It's there, but it's up to you to unearth it. It's up to me to unearth it. All right, ladies, that's what I've got for you today. But before we go, let me leave you with this prayer. Father in heaven, today I praise you again for the healing work that you did on Trent's hand and the way that you have blessed his attempts to be a blessing to others through the foundation middle finger to cancer. I pray that you do the same for all who are listening today. Be a source of encouragement, strength, and hope to those who are struggling today. Help them overcome the adversity in their lives and help them find ways to use it for good in this world. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, ladies, I want you to have a great day. Go out and get your goals. Did you enjoy this episode of the Goal Crafter Podcast? Or do you know a midlife mama who needs a boost on her goal setting and getting journey? Well, take a screenshot today and share this with her and with your community. And don't forget, I really appreciate it when you take time to give me a review. Want even more? You can find me at sharedgoalsconsulting.com where I frequently add free resources to serve my fellow goal setters and even post up a few of my favorite photos of my munchkins. That's it for today, mamas and mimis. Be blessed.